The number real money show. It's one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com the precious metal advisor the investor kit and a bunch of good things happening right now i'll give you the heads up i know paul and jeremy and darren will uh, reiterate throughout the show but for every five thousand dollars u.s invested in rsp account for your metals you'll receive a gram of gold plus uh, for every 100 ounces of silver you get a free maple that's an offer on right now and free shipping on orders over 350 dollars from using the e-store and paypal now is also available on the website and uh, we'll get to this a little later on paul and guys uh, but no HST on diamonds till the end of December. That would be the 31st. So much to talk about. Uh, Darren, you always give us a bit of a uh, week that was. How are things? Well, listen, John, here late in the week as we tape on Thursday, silver is hovering around the $16 mark, which is about a dollar less than we talked uh, at the same time last week, while gold is hovering around 1129 Now, both metals remain positive on the year, but given what we're experiencing in the U.S. right now, with this pro-Trump kind of uh, immediate honeymoon post-election, we're seeing some tremendously huge headlines come into the forefront of what we think is going to be a period of economic strength by headlines only. We've talked about it at length on this show so many times that I can't tell you how sick I am when I see this. I see good folks out there. They work harder and harder every week. They put more and more hours into providing for their family, and yet they got to go out thinking that, hey, the stock market's good. Honey, maybe we should take that money we were going to put into gold or a hard asset or something like that. Maybe we should put it back in the stock market. They read the headlines. They go just to the headline news, and what do they do? They make those decisions based on nothing more than a headline that's being written, spewed out, and that's being any, told anything but the truth. And that's what we're going to talk about during the show today, John. I want to talk about what just happened in the marketplace. The price of gold and silver late in the week is under extreme pressure because of a much stronger U.S. dollar. And this is happening as of this morning, Thursday, the 15th of December. With a 25 basis point hike and the indication is that there will be three more rate likes, rate hikes just like it in 2017. And it's just really crushed the immediate presence of those big supporters in the gold and silver market. Well, just Even to interrupt you, market. Darren, yeah, you no, know, uh, for 2016, Yellen promised five rate increases. That's exactly the best point, Paul. You took the words right off the tip of my tongue. We're not hearing anything new, fellas. We're not hearing anything new about what it is they're actually doing. In fact, it's less than what they promised. It's less than what they told us. And, Paul, you're 100% right. But nobody takes the time to look back at what they had told us a long time ago, which is that by now, jobs, I mean career positions, positions that would provide for a family would be on the growth side. They're not. They told us that real real housing numbers would be improving. And all we're seeing is more and more long investors trying to squeeze the last bit of the top of the housing market, especially here in Canada. They told us that those rate increases would be as a result of the economy improving. Yet the headline numbers, they'll tell you everything's rosy. They'll tell you that unemployment is below 5%. The truth is, if we measure it just like we did a few years ago, not only is the economy still in terrible shape, it's worse than it ever was. Debt around the world is larger than it's ever been. Jeremy, we just talked about this, the Bloomberg article with uh, Canada and how Bloomberg is talking about it's amazing, but they've got $2 trillion worth of debt hovering over their heads in Canada. And yes, artificial credit wealth is being created hand over fist. And when we live on borrowed money, we live on borrowed time. So this is nothing more than a precursor to what we anticipate will be a tremendous 2017 for both gold and silver. One eight seven seven eight silver online Guildhall West to start uh, investing now. Jeremy, what do you think? You know, I remember when um, back in uh, the the mid two thousands when they were raising rates at every single meeting, they were raising them up a quarter point, and sometimes we would go down in the market, and sometimes we would go up. It almost didn't make any sense on the given day what was happening. But what happened over time was that the indication was if the Fed is raising rates, and I've said this before on the show, if the Fed's raising rates, then they are indicating that there's inflation, that they want to fight inflation. And if there's inflation, you have to prepare for that by 
protecting yourself against it, and that's when the price of gold started to move. So that's why during the mid mid two thousands, you saw gold continue to rise with every rate over time um, as that was happening. So. You know, yeah, this is the second Fed rate in the past decade. They raised it once during the entire Obama presidency, and now they're threatening to raise it more. What what you weren't talking about, Darren, was how the rate hike is affecting the rest of the world, That's which right. which the the emerging economies dollars are tanking, like all across Europe except for Japan, currencies are tanking on this rate hike. Because essentially the U.S. dollar is getting stronger, all of their currencies are getting weaker, and they're all holding U.S. denominated debt, which just got that much more expensive. How do you how do you handle that? How do you protect against that? Well, there's not going to be many ways to to do it except to own physical gold. So it's very interesting that we're being uh, that the precious metal market is being sacrificed on this day, but ultimately there's not a lot of ways to hedge against uh, declap. Um, uh, collapsing economies and collapsing debt and rising uh, inflation other than to hold something that's held its value for over 2,000 years, and that's gold. So, you know, sometimes you have to ignore the headlines and you have to ignore the day-to-day. But if someone was coming into the market for the first time, they've certainly found their buying opportunity today. Well, the, the, the amazing thing is that uh, what, but you know, the Fed rate went up yesterday a quarter of a percent. It was actually built in. Um, we're not finding people selling their product. What got sold off yesterday and overnight in Europe uh, was paper. It's the futures. It's the futures contracts that are being sold off. Somebody is making a lot of money trading paper. They've pushed it down. They went short, and they keep pushing it down with low bids, low bids, low bids. Nobody is coming in and saying, I want to sell my gold and silver. In actual fact, in India, the price of gold has doubled. Because the confiscation of large ruby uh, rupees uh, currency notes, they've confiscated it, and people are paying double for gold. It's the same thing uh, in China. They're paying a premium on gold. So how can gold drop $25, $30 in paper, yet you're paying a premium for the physical product? We're finding a guild hall. People are buying. They're not selling. They're buying the physical product. And, you know, this is a great opportunity. As Jeremy said, $16 silver uh, right now and $1,130 gold. It's a great way to buy. If you go to Guildhall Wealth or go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com, which is our e-store, you can buy physical product. We have combo sets of gold maples, which is uh, two quarter ounce maples and a half ounce maple if you just want to get started. We have a, a one ounce, two quarters and a half for a two uh, ounce gold maple combo. Uh, and we go up to a five ounce gold combo as well. But you can buy silver. You can buy whether you want to buy 2017 maples we have in stock right now. We're it's available for you to buy. When you buy 100 ounces of silver, I don't care whether you buy 100 maples, uh, you know, whether you buy 10 10-ounce 10 bars or 100-ounce bar, we're going to give you free one uh, silver maple, no charge. It's $350 shipping prepaid, over $350. You need to put your orders in early because, again, if we're putting the product in the mail to you, it's Christmas time. There's an awful lot of packages and parcels being shipped, whether it's FedEx, UPS, or the mail. So get your orders in early. These prices are an absolute steal right now. If you want to buy the product, put it in a secure, safe depository, which is segregated, allocated to you, and giving you bar numbers. You can do that through Guildhall. And we also have registered retirement plans where we work with quest trade we partner with them where you can put your product gold and silver for your 2016 or 2017 um, if you want to put your product in now buy it put the cash in or buy the product this is a great time to do it when you put 5,000 us into retirement plan we're going to give you a gram of gold free of charge as well from Guildhall. so there's a lot of opportunity to buy gold and silver in my opinion i think this is an unbelievable time to buy yesterday and today it was a paper sell-off not a physical product paper whether you had etfs you know a lot of gold 
redemptions came out of ETFs. We're not sure whether that's physical product or paper again. You need to have it in your hand. If you don't, can't touch it, you can't hold it, you don't own it. You need to buy the physical product. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Hey, Darren. I have a question for both Paul and Jeremy. You indicated, both of you, that this is, in talking about overseas problems and things of that nature, do you get the feeling that maybe Europeans, maybe the, some of the Asian markets, are starting to understand that all is not as pretty and rosy as they say it is? And do you get the feeling that good people are being talked out of making smart investment decisions and they're being talked back into making poor ones? Uh, I think so. I mean, people, you know, you said before, they're buying on the headlines. Um, you know, Trump has not actually taken possession of the presidency yet, though he's holding court. And uh, who's that rap singer that was there the other day? Kanye. Kanye oh, West. That, that really impresses me. As He's uh, looking ahead to 2024. Well, he wants to uh, settle my, down. I think he just wants to battle against Jay-Z. Jay-Z was with Obama. He's right. saying, OK, I'm going to take Trump. Yeah. You know, I, personally, I think the only thing they had in common was the hair dye. Personally, I don't think that um, the whole Trump thing is is all that it it's really, pardon the pun, trumped up to be. Because you know, look, <clears throat> the the mainstream wanted Hillary, and then it got thrown in their face, and they lost. And now they want to go after everyone, saying that it was all fake news. And even though the the populace is saying, yeah, you know what, we didn't, we, you got us with the with the weapons of mass destruction. You didn't get us with the Hillary Clinton. We went to a uh, democracy of, of information and we went to the web. And I, when I talk to people, I say, where do you get your information? They say, I, I'm not TV. They go, to the, they go to YouTube, they go to different websites. They're, they're learning it on their own. And you know, it's, it's ironic that the mainstream media wants to call it a Trump rally. I mean, it just shows you how fickle they are, that they're willing to say that this rally is based on the fact that Trump became elected. I mean, the, ra the, the market probably would have rallied with Hillary getting elected too. So, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're, just, they're, they're just an excuse looking for a reason. But ultimately, you know, one person isn't going to fix the problems in the world, which is all of the debts that are out there. And the fact that, as I said earlier, that a lot of these emerging economies have U.S. debt and they're holding on to that. So, look, the, the, the figures for the employment in the U.S. are B.S., um, employment rate is not 4%. There's a lot more people out of work, and it's it's insulting that they would lie to the public and say that, that unemployment's down to 4% when there's probably, I don't know, it, it's probably closer to 20% when you take out the people who have stopped looking for jobs. And we're, we don't talk about the fact that there's over 40 million people on food stamps in the mm -hmm. States as well. So let's be honest, things aren't rosy there, and the debts keep ballooning. And as you said, Darren, the, you know, debts have to be repaid at some point. And so I just don't think that the market being at all-time highs means that we're going to build this stock market to the heavens. At some point, it's going to come down. And now you've got to start looking where the opportunities lie. And not only where the opportunities lie, which is looking for things that are completely undervalued, like gold and silver, where we're approaching the cost of production, which is always a great place to buy. But you also have to look at the risks, the debt risk, the fact that the stock market's super high, the fact that the, that the real estate market is based on a mass amount of borrowing and a, and a ton of debt out there. So you, you have to look, weigh the risks, you have to weigh the opportunities. And, you know, sometimes you have to also ignore all of the, the, the noise out there and look at the fundamentals. Well, the amazing thing is, is if you look at the price of silver year to date, we're still up 15.5% year to date, being smashed down over the last three months twice. I mean, really smashed down. I mean, we got smashed down a dollar today and last night uh, as we're recording this show on Thursday afternoon. So to me, I want to buy something that's a little cheaper, that's come off. I mean, we were as high as you know, 35, 40% up on the year. We're still 15%. I think there's a big move to the upside rather than the downside. Everybody's getting a little over uh, euphoric on the stock market, on the Dow. I mean, even today, the Dow was up 80, 90 points. On that 80, 90 points, it's made up of financials. I mean, how many people out there listening to the show 
and and also tech stocks. You know, Amazon are over, you know, almost $800 a share. How many shares do you have, John, at $800 US a share? How about none? All okay. right. Jay, you know, whether you have Goldman Sachs, $250 a share US. Let's go to Google, you know, six $700 a share. The average person doesn't own this stock. You know, it's Wall Street. It's the hedge funds. The average person is looking for penny stocks or trying to have stocks that are in $7, $8 and hope they're going to move up. They're just not making any money. You need to look at the price of gold and silver. 2011, silver hit $49. Gold was $1,930. I look at the price today and say it's a bargain. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Darren, we're going to take a, a quick break. What do you got coming up for us in the uh, second segment? Well, we're going to talk about silver price outlook in 2017. We're going to touch a little more on Canadian debt. And before the end of the show, we will talk about the big elephant in the room, which is silver manipulation. So don't go away. Some specials I want to remind you of before we uh, to make that short break. Every $5,000 U.S. invested in RSP account, you will receive one gram of gold. For every 100 ounces of silver, get a free maple and free shipping on orders of over $350 through the e-store. And offer, also offering PayPal now as well. Again, more information can always be had at guildhallwealth.com. Real Money Show, Talk Radio, name 640. 1-877-8-SILVER is the number. Guildhallwealth.com. Get that precious metal advisor and get the investor kit as well. Reminder for every $5,000 invested in physical metals with Guildhall, you will receive uh, one gram of gold. That's through an RSP account. $350 uh, free shipping for, through the e-store, offering PayPal now. And for every 100 ounces of silver, you get a free maple uh, with Guildhall. All kinds of good stuff going on. I know, I know we'll get to it after this segment, but also there's no HST on diamonds uh, until December 31st. Darren, over to you. Well, listen, we talked about it in the first segment, but the equity market exuberance is something we have never witnessed before. The question that everybody wants to know is where is this going to end? Will this buying frenzy, which is at, at a huge emotional point, uh, ever come back down to earth in the stock market? Will common sense prevail? And are fundamentals being ignored by the majority of equity investors? I think they are. And I think that if you look to 2017, like 2015-16, when the feds in the U.S., decided they were going to start raising interest rates. They told us, as Paul stated and reminded us all in the first segment, that there were going to be five interest rate increases in 2016. This year, the price of silver started this year, went to a low point of just below $14 an ounce, and climbed to a high point of just around $20.50. Some people took advantage of that, put themselves in a position. But we don't think of silver and gold in the short term. We're not paper traders. We're not looking to capitalize in the futures markets or any of those paper derivative markets. We're looking for something that will provide insurance over the long term. So when we look ahead to 2017, what are we paying attention to? Well, first, of course, is what the Fed is saying. Are they lying when they talk about wanting to have more interest rate hikes? I will say this, if you do your homework, and I suggest that you do, you'll see that in, on several occasions in the past since 2008, when there has been the threat of interest rate hikes, and then finally when there was an interest rate hike, the price of gold and silver did what? They went higher, not lower. This year was all about new interest rate hikes coming into the marketplace, and at its peak, silver went up some $7 almost an ounce. And that is something that you have to, as an investor, look into. You have to do your homework and do your due diligence. But if you look ahead to 2017, I think what Jeremy was saying in the first segment holds some real, real solid evidence as to where we're heading. This is not what it's, pardon the pun, trumped up to be, as you said, Jeremy. I think that the Trump phenomena is going to be short-lived. I'm not sure how this is going to go over the next four years, but we know there's going to be more debt. Bank on it. The conservative party in the U.S. is going to spend, and they're going to spend wherever they think they need to to improve the U.S. And as you said, they're going to tick off a lot of people around the world, and the result is going to be that a lot of them exit that U.S. dollar, you're going to see weakness in that U.S. dollar moving forward, and you're going to see higher gold and silver prices. Well, I think as well, Darren, that you know, if you, you look at the dollar right now, it's exceptionally high. Um, this affects, it's, it's great for 
you know, the foreign uh, currencies, uh, people exporting to the U.S., but when you start importing product, it becomes expensive. Even in Canada, nobody's even mentioned Canada. You know, Trump has been going on about the wall in Mexico. He hasn't said anything about Canada. But when you talk about free trade, you know, we do a lot of exporting to the States. Are we going to be paying tariffs uh, to ship goods into the States? I know it's going to be more expensive. Today, I'm looking at the Canadian dollar. We were down to 1.31. It's back up to 1.335. Jumped up two and a half points in two days. I mean, just on a head fake. I mean, what has really happened in the market? The Fed said they were going to put up a quarter of a percentage point. Quarter of a percent, 25 basis points. And yet the US, you know, the Japanese currency... Three and a half percent difference. The uh, euro, two and a half percent difference. Uh, the pound, again, two and a half percent difference. But it only went up a quarter of a point. Nothing makes sense. Nothing has changed in the world. You know, is there still problems in Syria? Yes. You know, has is everything got better in Greece? The answer is no. Everything's been pushed to the back burner. All we hear about is Trump, Trump, Trump. There is twenty trillion in debt in the US. He wants to increase it. He wants to lower taxes. Who's going to pay for that? You can say what you want, how you want, when you want to going to do it, but you've still got to get it done. There maybe is a couple of things he wants to cancel Obamacare. You know, there's portions of it that they have to keep in. He wants to cut taxes. You know, you may cut corporate taxes then Great, it's good for the you know large U.S. companies, but if they're exporting, they're not getting the dollars back. They're not getting the profit when the U.S. dollar is strong against emerging currencies or foreign currencies. I think this is a lot of BS, and it's going to take, even if he does want to do things, it's going to take three years, four years for you to see anything. It's not going to be instant. And I, I'm watching the stock market, what goes up, will come down. And you've still got to look at fair value. And to me, gold and silver right now, I know this is the real money show. We talk about gold and silver and natural fancy color diamonds, which we're going to talk about in a later segment. They're still holding their own. Even though we've been beaten up, you know, this year on gold, we're still up 7%. You know, on silver, we're up uh, a nice percentage point, around about 15%. It's still a great investment. You don't day trade gold and silver. You buy it for the long term. You stack. In the, in the business, it's called stacking. You buy the product. You buy it every month. You don't care what it is. Eventually, silver one day will probably be $100, $200 an ounce. Gold will probably be you know, $10,000 an ounce. If they want to go to a gold standard, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to put, put the genie back in the bottle. Gold used to be $35 an ounce. That's what the gold standard was, $35 an ounce. And before that, it was $20 an ounce. So a gold trading at $1160, $1130, US dollars, it's an absolute bargain. You've got to get into this market. Go to our e-store. That's guildhallpreciousmetals.com or go to Guildhall Wealth, top right-hand corner. You can buy a product, whether you're buying silver or gold. You can take it home pick it up. If you want to put it in a depository where you don't want to be in a safe, secure position, put it in the depository. Or if you want to use your RSP or TFSA, put the gold and silver into that. It's a registered plan. It's a great time to be buying. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. As uh, Paul mentioned, cost averaging is also a good idea, right, Darren or Jeremy? You guys always talk about that. Keep buying and keep buying. Absolutely. I mean, listen, when you're stacking, you're stacking. I mean, the clients that we're calling today, part of the reason why I'm taping the show from the home office is simply because we have to keep the fort tied down here because people are calling and they're wanting to do that. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to spend ten, fifteen, twenty, fifty thousand dollars in one shot. A lot of buyers do it on a monthly basis. I want people to know that as much as we talk about buying combos and getting started, a lot of buyers will buy just on a monthly basis. They'll buy a thousand here, a couple of thousand here, and they'll do it every month. So on a Wednesday, 
uh, the third Wednesday of every month, you know, Mr. Smith will get a reminder, we'll give him a nice call, and he will decide what he'd like to buy and own for his, uh, himself. And in most cases, he'll put that into his storage vault that he has with Guildhall, and he'll grow his holdings, which he can show or go and see any time he'd like. And, of course, that's a wonderful way to be cost averaging, to be able to do yourself a favor in terms of taking advantage of some different pricing, but also, too, to spend uh, a, a suitable amount of budget. Because as Paul's always said, we're not here to test people's pocketbooks. Now, on the other hand, we would be remiss if we didn't, prior to getting into a little more about what we foresee in 2017, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the importance of knowing where we are in the calendar date now. We're approaching Christmas very fast. We've got but just a few days. We're well into the Hanukkah season. We've got Kwanzaa. We've got all these important seasonal dates coming up. But we've also got only a couple of months till the end of the contribution date for our registered accounts. Our RSP season is coming to a close. You've got to get those in there. You've got to get those contributions made. And leaving it to last minute, well, if you look at the seasonality of gold and silver and you plan on having more gold and silver in your portfolio, in your registered account, leaving it to the last minute has not been a very smart decision up to this point. However, that being said, if you're on the ball and you have the time, let Guild Hall handle it for you. We have incredible people at our office who will be easily, easily able to help you walk you through the whole process. And if you're already a client, have you made your 2016 contributions in full? Have you done that yet for yourself? And don't forget, if you have an existing registered account, and I don't care if it's an RRSP, RESP, TFSA, any type of registered account, you can always take part of it or all of it and transfer it from your existing bank over to Guildhall, and we'll get you set up through Quest Trade that way as well. So that's important to remember because those timelines come by quick. This, ho- this holiday season is going to fly by. We're going to be well into the first few weeks of 2017, and everybody's going to have slipped their mind that, oh my gosh, I've got to get to it. What happens a lot of times, they'll look back at the marketplace and they'll say, oh, silver went up $2. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off. And then, oh, silver went up another 50 cents. And before you know it, they didn't take advantage of that great opportunity, as Paul just mentioned. So that's all something that we want to remind people as well. Jeremy, now we're going into 2017. We were talking earlier. I touched base on a little bit about the U.S. strength and weaknesses, and you mentioned that maybe Trump won't be the end-all that says all in terms of influencing silver and gold. What do you think is also going to be happening in 2017 that could be heavily impacting gold and silver? I think we're going to see more of the same, more countries trying to fight their their own battles. If the U.S. is saying, well, it's just going to be about me, 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 then you're going to have China saying, okay, well, then it's going to be about me, me, me. And then you're going to have, uh, you know, you could have tariffs leading to trade wars. That That is a, a problem that you can have. But ultimately, every country's got to figure out a way to devalue their dollar to pay back their debts. So, you know, the, the interest rate climb... It, this is the tough thing when you're measuring a quarter point against 20 trillion in debt how are you going to how are you going to make that all work and so i think ultimately you know paul you were saying that the stock market is reaching all time highs you know look you could have a scenario definitely where the where the stock market continues up because they're printing money and the powers that be are giving the money to the major banks that decide to put it back into their own stock meanwhile a strong dollar is not good for for domestic corporations for their for their bottom line so you know ultimately you've got to do something to protect your wealth i i think one of the themes that's emerging towards the end of 2016 here is confiscation. We're, we've seen it play out in, in India where they've confiscated or they've gotten rid of the, the larger bills. They're trying to get people into, into the, the banking system. Now Australia is looking to get rid of the $100 bill. They're already trying to get rid of the $500 bill in Europe. They've already done the They've already done euro. that. So... You know, there's this idea of getting rid of cash and trying to funnel you into the banks. But how how does one confiscate your wealth? Well, one of the ways they do it is simply through inflation. And it's a very quiet, insidious thing that happens where, you know, the, the government will say, yeah, you know, according to our according to our measurements, inflation's at two percent. 
Meanwhile, your energy bill is up 6% than over last year. Your insurance bill is up over last year. Your tuition fees have gone up. Um, despite where the price of oil is, your gas prices have gone up. And, you know, everything is creeping up. You know, you just see all your subscription subscriptions are, are higher um, for your magazines or whatnot. And you go to the movies, it's more expensive. You go out to eat, it's a little more expensive. And then you say, well, what is the real rate of interest at this point then? And you kind of realize, well, just printing cash and creating a lot more money out there means that your dollar is worth less. And, you know, when when that starts to fail and people start to move into other assets like gold and silver, you know, right now in India, they're starting to, to slowly but surely in a very small way confiscate gold. And apparently they're going door to door in certain in certain aspects. And so people are saying that that could cause a major influx into silver because there's been zero precedent of silver ever getting um, ever getting confiscated. And of course, people might look to even further assets like like fine art or colored diamonds as a way to really protect wealth. So I think going into 2017, I think as the stock market tops out at some point, people are going to start to look and say, well, wait a minute, I, I should actually make some real decisions about protecting my wealth that I've been working for before it really disappears. And just look at what's happening in Venezuela. You know, you're seeing a major inflation in Argentina. You're seeing the austerity measures that happened in, in Greece. You've seen the bail-ins that happened in Cyprus. You're seeing the major bank issues that are happening in, in uh, Italy right now. And so, look... Things aren't that great. So the Fed can say, oh, the, the economy's heating up. We need to take care of this. Well, you know, Trump's begging companies to stay in, in the U.S. So you got to make tops and tails of it. And ultimately, that's one of the things I love about precious metals is long term, they've done their job. Gold and silver are both up a little under 300% in the last 15 years, which means they've both averaged well over 15% a year. Gold's had less than has had two down years in Canadian dollars in the last fifteen years, and uh, that that's a great track record. I find the amazing thing though is the the refugee problem from Syria, which is all over Europe, yet it gets taken off the front pages. It gets taken off the news. All we've got is Trump, and all we've got is Russia. You know, stealing information from the Democratic Party. It just doesn't make sense. Everything is smoke and mirrors. Nothing has changed. There's $2 trillion, $20 trillion worth of debt in the U.S. How are they going to pay for it except print? That's the only way that I can see. You need to have gold and silver in your portfolio. Uh, whether you, you know, It's better to be you know, one month too early, one week too early than three months too late because the market is going to move up and you're going to say, I wish I bought silver at $16 and I wish I would have bought gold at 11.30. It will move up. The stock market will come off. It always does. This is a great opportunity to buy gold and silver. We'll take a quick break, guys. Get into natural fancy colored diamonds. And a reminder, no HST on those diamonds till December 31st. Uh, the name, uh, the number rather is one eight seven seven eight silver and online to guildhallwealth.com. More of The Real Money Show is coming right up. Talk Radio, AM 640. one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom is the website. You want to see the collection of diamonds, guildhalldiamonds.com. And a reminder, no HST on diamonds till December 31st. Paul, I always uh, throw to you for this one because I know this is your favorite segment. Yes, it is, uh, John. And... Uh, last week and the week before, we spoke about a package of uh, natural fancy orangey pink uh, colored diamonds that we purchased. We've only got three left. And, you know, there's no HST to the end of December. They're priced to perfection. Uh, the size of the diamonds are just around about a third of a carat, 0.30. We have two fancy deep pink orange. They're both cushion. One is selling for 12495 US, a 0.32, and we have a 0.30 for 10250 and we've got a 0.30 orangey pink left at 10995 US. This would make a great gift, would be terrific to put into a piece of jewelry. Uh, we can help you design that. But this is a type of investment that's going to increase in value on a fancy pink even though they're a little, you know, around about 0 0.30, 0 0.32, you're going to look at anywhere from 12 to 16% per year. It's something that you need to hold on to. Just put away. It's 
it's one of those investments that if you have the extra funds and you're not worried about the money, you just put it away and watch this grow. Jeremy, you got anything to add to that? Because we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> sometimes you don't know what's going to happen and you, you make your, your best plans, you make your best efforts, and sometimes they don't quite work out the way you want them to. I mean... You know, if you were if you were in the stock market just before the dot com bubble burst and you were almost ready to retire and then all of a sudden the stock market came down and, and you were left saying, Okay, well wait a minute, now I've gotta go back to work and for the next fifteen years and I thought I was gonna retire, but I guess not. Same thing happened in two thousand and eight. I had a lot of a lot of uh, friends' parents who, who looked at their portfolio in two thousand eight and said, Well, I, I retirement's off the table now. Uh, you know, we might be looking at a, at at a, at getting the mortgage back. Forget second mortgage, but we just paid off our home. But maybe we're going to have to get back and take some money out of the mortgage again. So sometimes things don't happen the way you want them to. And and you know, liquidity is always important. We always want to have something that, and that's what gold and silver are great for: instant liquidity. But over the long term, do you have that real rainy day fund? And what a colored diamond does is it says, look, I'm going to put a diamond away for the next 20, 30 years. And if everything goes great, I don't need the, I don't need the money from the diamond. Perfect. Maybe I'll pass it on to the family. Maybe I'll give it to uh, my grandkid for uh, their education, whatever it is. But let's say things don't go your way. You always have that diamond, and those diamonds always go up in value. They've never dropped in price. Investment-grade colored diamonds, you know, yellow diamonds that are one carat or above, intense, internally flawless. They've never dropped in price. So through good times and bad, you've seen uh, the stock market collapse uh, in, in, in the, the dot-com bubble, 2008. You had the savings and loan crisis. You know, you name it. There's always, there seems to be an event every decade, and yet colored diamonds have continued to rise in price. So this is something you, you buy, you enjoy, you put away, and it and it and it just does its job. It just goes up 10% a year, 12% a year. If you're buying something in the $15,000 range like a pink, if you're buying a, a fancy yellow, that could go up you know, anywhere between 6 to 8% a year. And you just hold on to it. And then, you know, God forbid, you have to sell it at some point. It's gone up so much in value that you can bring the price down yourself, give the next buyer a great opportunity, but you're happy with what you've done. You've made money. You know, there's nothing wrong with selling something under market value. If I, if you, if you bought a house for forty thousand dollars in Toronto in the annex in the in the fifties, and it's worth, you know, two million dollars today, but you decide, you know, you kind of want to sell it, and you sell it for one point seven, does that change anything for you? Does that change anything for your family? Right? It's not about being greedy. It's about saying, look, I I, I want the money, and it's going to set me up nicely. It's going to make me very comfortable. And, you know, buying a diamond today for 50000 would be something like a vivid yellow, Paul, which where, where would you see that in about, say, uh, 40 years? Let's just go 20 years uh, as, a, as an outlook. That could be one hundred and fifty to $200,000. You know, vivid yellows were selling 10 years ago for ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000. I'll give you an example. Uh, we had a, a vivid blue a 106 vivid internally flawless you know we had that stone five years ago that stone cost me four hundred and sixty thousand dollars us everybody thought i was crazy at the time the dealer that i that i purchased it from bought it back within one year for 660 today if i would have kept hold of that stone i could get a million and a half dollars for it but again you know i made two hundred thousand dollars i thought that was a great investment and it was a nice profit for holding something for a year. I'm not saying you're going to get a 50% return in one year on every single diamond. But it's like real estate. You know, if you buy a house that's in the outskirts and not in the suburbs, but a little further out, and you pay, you know, $300,000 for it, and property goes up 10%, well, you're going to make $30,000. But if you've got a home in Forest Hill or some type of, area similar and you paid three million dollars and it goes up ten percent you've made three hundred thousand dollars that's the same amount as the cost of that house you know out in the suburb somewhere or further out so 
When you buy a diamond, it's all about the quality that you buy, the size you buy, the color you buy, and how long you're going to hold that diamond for. As Jeremy said, if you don't have to worry about the money, if you're not borrowing it, you're not putting it on a credit card, it's extra cash, but at the same time, you want something that you're going to get a great return. You know, the return can be as low as 6% if you're spending ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000. If you buy a vivid pink, you know, we have one right now, a 0.72, you may get a 30 to 40% return. We have an Argyle tender stone that we know is going to be 40 to 50% a year return on that investment because it's extremely rare and that's something that you can make a lot of money on. And the and collectors, they're not interested in selling. They buy it. They put it away. People don't collect for two weeks. You know, they collect for a lifetime. And they're always buying and they're always changing up. We don't mind selling a diamond to a client. And if they want to upgrade to a better diamond, a bigger diamond, from a yellow to a pink, we will help them do that. And it's a great, great investment. And again, till the end of December, we are charging no HST. So you're saving 13%. So, you know, if you're looking, you want to get started, even if you don't want one of these orangey pinks, which are great, great investments, we can get you started in a, a one carat fancy yellow for $10,500 US. We can put that into a beautiful setting. You know, if you're looking for a, a Christmas present uh, for this or a season's present this year, put it into a ring you know, it may cost another two, three thousand dollars for the setting, but you're going to have something that is just absolutely gorgeous and is going to make some lady very, very happy. You mentioned wealth to wear, Jeremy. That's a, a great idea. It's an investment you can actually enjoy daily, right? Well, I think what what makes wealth to wear so great for us is that number one, you're getting incredible quality, but you're not having to pay the retail for it. And from from what I've seen of, of the works, I, I think sometimes in most cases it's it's better quality than a lot of the the upper end retail uh, stores for for what you're you're getting. And then the other part of it is that you get to design it yourself, so you can get your own inspiration. You bring the design that you're looking at, and uh, and then and then we bring it to life. And if and and our designer will also make some suggestions given whatever the design might be or whatever the diamond might be to help bring out uh, the the beauty in both uh, the ring and the the diamond as well. One eight seven seven eight Silver Guildhall Diamonds dot com. Darren, what do you think? Well, I mean, listen, what both Paul and Jeremy have said make total sense to me, but I'm on the inside. If you haven't experienced this, if you haven't had the opportunity to actually sit in front of a colored diamond, especially one that we have got right at Guildhall, and you haven't had the opportunity to, to hear the story and know exactly what's happening in this market, well, you're among the 99% of the public who haven't because this is only known to 1%. And the majority of the people that know this are either on the inside, meaning they already own colored diamonds, or they're very wealthy individuals. Now, in the past, the best thing to know about the history of colored diamonds is that this was not shared. This is not something that people who were buying colored diamonds, who owned them, who knew the story, and knew how rare they were, and knew what their value increase would be over time, they didn't want to share this. Guildhall was among the very first companies in all of Canada to bring this story to the public, to teach people and share with people how incredible an opportunity this is sitting in front of them. And the truth is, we don't go out of our way to even at our own inventory. We don't go out of our way to push some of those diamonds because we ourselves own those diamonds and we know exactly what the value increase has been. But I think Jeremy has said it best. When you're looking at a colored diamond, you're looking at something long-term. You're not going to buy a colored diamond thinking that in 36 months from now, it's probably double the value, and I'm going to call you up, and I'm going to sell that. And, uh, you know, on top of that, I'm probably going to uh, be out of the market altogether. Most people that are buying colored diamonds from us, if they're not already considering a second purchase, they've already got two or three or maybe four colored diamonds. It's the style of investment that they're looking to make, and they continue on with this. And I can't tell you, I can't emphasize enough how with the scientific approach we've taken to putting time and effort into researching and understanding how to pick quality and the places around the world that Paul has traveled to find quality, how important it is to understand that this inventory of diamonds is not going to get cheaper. In two years from now, entry-level diamonds will be 10, 15, 
20% higher than they are now. In three years from now, it will get difficult and more difficult and more difficult. And we're going to talk about Canadian debt in the last segment of the show today. But when it comes to colored diamond, I think the best overall approach to take is focus on getting some gold and silver first. Take a chunk of what's left over, put it towards a colored diamond, package all three pieces together to create the best overall approach. And that's just my opinion. I'm not a financial planner, nor are the fellows here with me. We're not your advisors, but we do have an understanding of this market. We're experts in this arena. And I can think of no other place in the entire North American hemisphere that I would rather go to than Guildhall to get that kind of expertise when it comes to owning something that's going to protect my wealth, ensure my hard work and hard-earned dollars, and provide a nest egg for my family long term. And I think, you know, we've we've mentioned this in many past shows over the years, uh, Paul, that uh, you mentioned the uh, Argyle mine. That's closing, too. So, again, rarity up, up, and up. Yeah, right? absolutely. When you buy an Argyle pink, it's, it's just money in the bank. It's just going to increase in value. You know, it's a long-term hold. It, you know, I mean, if you're going to buy a diamond as an investment, you know, whether you're looking for retirement, whether you're looking to put your kids through, you know, university, you need to hold it for, you know, 10 years, 12 years, 15 years. You're going to get a great return on your investment. If you're looking just to flip something, I haven't heard one customer come to me and say, well, I bought a white diamond ring a year ago and I want to sell it. You know, when they buy a white diamond ring, it's an impulse item. It's normally an engagement present or engagement ring. Uh, it's something when you get off a cruise ship, you run Bahamas, Nassau, you get off a of Bay Street, and you see all these jewelry shop, shops, it's duty-free, you run in and buy something. That's not an investment. Hmm. But I don't see anybody coming to me and say, well, you know, I would like to sell this ring I bought the wife 10 years ago. When they buy a white diamond, for some reason, they get stuck with it. When you buy an investment-grade colored diamond, you don't need to sell it. It's going to make you money. But if you do sell it, you have to sell it at the right time. You know, whether it's 10 years, 15 years, you're going to get an unbelievable return. We're seeing at auction right now diamonds that were purchased for $2 million going for $40 million. Those are not day traders. Those are people that are smart, have made a great investment, and know the diamond is going up in value. Would you sell your house for what you paid for it? The answer is no. You know, you know you're going to live in that house. The longer you live in it, the more you're going to make. Mm -hmm. Same thing with a diamond. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhalldiamonds.com. Take a, a short break here. Lots more to go. And a reminder just before we close for this segment, no HST on diamonds uh, till December 31st. Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. The number one eight seven seven eight silver online guildhallwealth.com. A couple of things you should be uh, aware of as we get into this segment, uh, guys. Uh, for every five thousand dollars U.S. invested in an RSP account with Guildhall, we're talking RRSP, RESP, TFSA, Lift, Rift, Lear, all those. For every five thousand dollars invested, you will receive one gram of gold, courtesy of Guildhall. Free shipping on orders over three hundred fifty bucks. You have a PayPal option now on the website. And for every 100 ounces of silver, you get a free maple to go along with. And a reminder, uh, no HST on diamonds, too, until uh, December 31st. Darren? Well, like we said in the first segment, the equity market right now is experiencing a ton of what, I guess, our friend Alan Greenspan calls irrational exuberance. And it's something we've never witnessed before. Against all odds, the stock market continues to get better and better. Debt problems have not been solved. Housing issues have not been solved. Job creation over the long term for career positions has not been solved. These are all the cornerstones of growth in the economy. And when those things haven't been fixed and those things haven't been solved, what have people done traditionally, historically? They've flocked in droves, very high percentages, to assets like gold and silver. So owning these things is not uh, out of the realm of common sense. It is common sense. It's just that for a number of decades, we've relied so much on paper and we've relied so little on our common sense knowledge of what we know is right, and that is to hold tangible assets, that we've gotten a little off track. And again, we were talking earlier in the show, Jeremy, I know we only have a few minutes, but Bloomberg, they posted this big article. It's called Canada's Gravity Defying Household Debt Swells to $2 trillion. And what we said was essentially that 
What's happening in Canada right now is that, indeed, we are seeing what appears to be a growth in wealth. We're seeing people out there during the Christmas season, as a perfect example, out there buying, spending. The malls are packed. Here it is, a terrible weather day on Thursday as we record, yet people are driving in frenzies to get their gifts for Hanukkah and all the seasons. The problem I have is that how much of that is being done on credit? How much of that growth in wealth is not real wealth that's tangible, that's holding your hands because we have better manufacturing or better productivity or we've sold more as country? The oil segment of the country, which is the largest resource we have, is way down. We've lost a ton of value in provinces like Alberta. We're having a tremendous amount of problems uh, when it comes to real estate, and we know the bubble is going to burst there. Where else do you turn? You have to go back to what we know is common sense, and that's owning gold and silver. What are your thoughts, Paul and Jeremy? Well, I, I think you know the, this Bloomberg article, out of the $2 trillion that they're talking about, 65% of it was mortgages. So that's Jeez. that's massive, and and you know the things that you're talking about, Darren. It 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 says it demonstrates the sign of the times that the the Fed and the 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 central planners have really tried to to shove it down our throats that debt is good, that saving money is bad, that you know I've read articles where they say you know where they've really chastised savers for putting money in the bank. And and any Austrian economist will tell you that that's how you grow an economy by people who save money and gain interest on that that savings, but you know we're we're living in a in an economy where the the central banks and the governments are saying eh, we'll we'll let future generations pay for it and you know one of the reasons why I like natural fancy colored diamonds is because it isn't liquid. It's not something I can just grab and sell right away. It's something I say, okay, I'm going to buy this diamond. I'm going to put it away for 20, 30 years, and hopefully everything works out fine. And if it doesn't, I can always sell the diamond, and I've got, I've got something. I've got a, a portion of my portfolio was growing this entire time because stock markets come and go. Um, precious metals have been doing very, very well. I'm a big believer in precious metals long term. And I think that one of the, the biggest problems that a lot of people have with precious metals is they look at it day to day and you don't know what's going to happen in the market day to day. And so people get caught up in looking at charts and things like that. And you kind of say, well, what can you learn from looking at a chart? You have to read. you got to find out why do people own gold? Why does China have gold? Why does Russia have gold? Why does the IMF have gold? Why does the Bank of International Settlements have gold? Because it's money. It's been money before. It's going to be mo- the money of the future. And so does, does it really matter what's happening in the market today? N- not unless you're a buyer. And if you've been buying it for the last five years, whatnot, the market comes down on a given day, you go, meh. Well, what am I going to do? I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to sell it at the low. Anyone who's been buying silver since 2012 or gold since 2012 are not sellers at this price. They're going to be sellers at much higher prices. And one thing we've learned at Guildhall being in business since 2002 is more people are going to buy at the higher prices than buy at the lower prices. Why is that? That's always been the way. We always sell you know, when when silver was trading at $10, we sold more at $20. When it was $20, we sold more at $40. It's the way, it's the That's nature of the beast. But i got to go back to one of the things Jeremy said. When you buy a natural fancy color diamond, any client that's ever purchased a natural fancy diamond and we've taken it back and resold it, they've always made a profit. They've never, ever lost. Try do- doing that on a white diamond. You know, go into a store, buy an engagement ring, take it back in three years or two years and see what they offer you. It just doesn't happen. Buy a natural fancy color diamond, put it away, buy some physical gold and silver. It's a great opportunity, great time to be buying. Lots of great stuff this week, guys. Uh, the number one more time, one eight seven seven eight silver It's guildhallwealth.com. Reminder once again, free shipping on orders of over 300 bucks using e-store. And there's also PayPal offered now. For every 100 ounces of silver, you will receive a free maple. And there's more, still more than that. Uh, you will receive one gram of gold for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account, whether it's RSP, RSEP, TFSA, Lift, RIF, Lira, all those. And as Paul just mentioned, no HST on diamonds till the end of December. That would be December 31st. It's been The Real Money Show. Lots of information, so start investing today right here on Talk Radio AM 640.